Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here, what the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 209, Jamie. Woo, 209. I'm David Brody from Elmstrand in the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York. I remembered to say it up front this time. Yay. <laughs> I think I'm back in a rhythm now, although who knows what'll happen next week. Uh, I recorded the Brooklyn Boys podcast episode 208 this afternoon, earlier today. Oh, man. So for a little bit of time, we were tied at 208, but this will put us to 209 before, <laughs> before they get to 209. And by, okay. when I say they, I mean we. You mean you. Yeah, I mean me. <laughs> so yeah, it's a race. I cannot believe I've done, at this point, 400 and... 19, this will be the 400 and no, 17th wow. episode of a podcast, I guess, wow. right? So, four, yeah, the 417th episode, not including the 50 minute morning show that I do with the morning show four days a week for oh, about five years now. That's true. You do it, you're on that one too. So, figure like 700 hours of 600 hours maybe of just rambling about whatever. <laughs> no, we don't get paid by the word. Although it would sound like we do sometimes because we talk so much. Anyway, if this is your first time with us, welcome. We always talk a lot in the beginning. This is yes, not this do. is not a, a fluke. So how's your life, Jamie? How was your weekend? Um, I actually moved back into my apartment for the first time in two years. Nice. So you were living been, with your mom, right? I was, yep. Um, but I still was paying for my apartment, um, <laughs> which I, I am glad I kept it. But I was a lot of two years of my life bringing it back to my apartment this past weekend and unpacking and cleaning so i'm getting settled now did your two sloppy roommates make a mess while you were gone um there was only one here during the whole pandemic um and she was pretty good about it okay all right 
And where's your dog? Oh, my little boy. He's so my old roommate. Um, he moved out, but he moved back in our building by himself. So Tux is a few floors below me, and I will be seeing him tomorrow. Oh, very good. Yes, very good. I, I meant the dog that used to live with you. I know it's not your dog. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's him, and I now I get to see him whenever I want. So that's the best part about living here. Now. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> um, I went to New Haven, Connecticut, which I talked about on the Brooklyn Boys podcast, oh, nice. which a lot of people consider the pizza capital of of America. It is not, but it's very good pizza. Hear my full review on the Brooklyn Boys episode two hundred eight. It's very good. It's just not. It's not New York. I'm sorry, I don't want to get into a fight with New Haveners, but uh, it was very good. And then uh, this Friday, well, today is Wednesday as we record this. Friday, March 4th, I'll be seeing The Batman. Oh, I heard that was awesome. The reviews are excellent. I've seen a lot of reviews from comic book dorks on, like myself on mm-hmm. YouTube who were like big accounts on YouTube. Loved it. Said it could be the best of the Batman movies. So wow, I'm excited. And listen, most of the Batman movies were very good. Most of them. Most of them. There's a, the George Clooney one wasn't great. And the, but, you know, anyway. So I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I'm, hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay. So let's get on to talking about The Walking Dead. We have some news uh, before we get started. So let me kick that off. Something you may have missed in the episode. We got confirmation that the Commonwealth is, in fact, in Ohio, just like it is in the comics. We weren't sure if it was Pittsburgh ah. or uh, somewhere in West Virginia. We, we didn't know. They didn't really say. But there's two mentions of it. Once. On the invoice that Carol takes out of the garbage for the wine, it's there's an Ohio address on the invoice. And at one point, Carol walks by a Commonwealth plaque that mentions Ohio. So it's in Ohio. So we're good. Interesting. We're good okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. I can I can sleep now. I know what, what state it's in. <laughs> we know where they are. <laughs> exactly. What, what do you have, Jamie? Pamela Milton's father in the painting. You know, we saw that. In the yeah, that was supposed gallery. to be the president. We'll get to that later. But We'll uh, get to that. So it's actually a painting of one of the show's executive producers, um, Tom Luce. Oh, look at that. He got his face yeah. on the show. He got in a, in a painting, no less. I like that. I like when they slip, they slip in the names of people on the show. I love it. Yeah. Right. They did. Um, uh, what was it? I think uh, Batman? I'm trying to remember what show. I just watched something where the character's name or there was a, a, a book or something was in the show and it was the comic book artist's name like they I love they, when they, they do that they, stuff yeah. yeah it's nice it's nice when the behind the scenes people get you know on screen in some way so good for him well that's nice to know uh yeah. Ross Marquand. <laughs> Marquand. apparently he's been talking I guess his interview with with uh, insider.com was very lengthy because they quoted him again talking about how the show will handle the way the comic book ended and he said they might not be visiting some of the stuff towards the end of the comic series Oh. And he said, well, does that mean they're going to shorten the rest of the comic series? And he said, uh, I don't think so. So I don't know what that means. Now, I don't want to give anything away, but, you know, naturally more people die at some point in the comics. Yeah. There's a, a very a 25-year time jump. But in the comics, I'm not going to give anything specific away. The people who are around in 25 years, a lot of them are dead on the show. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't do that. that. They couldn't do that anyway. Yeah. And uh, and Rick, of course, is dead on the show. Spoiler. Well, he's allegedly well, dead on the show. He's missing. <laughs> he's missing. But we don't know if he, you know, again, we talked last episode that he's been seen in, in Georgia uh, on, on set. But we don't know what that means. We don't know if there's going to be a, maybe the flash forward 
shows him in 25 years um, found? Old Man Rick. Right, but I still think if you show him in any way, it ruins the movies. I think the only way you mm-hmm. show him is if at the end of the show, like on the final episode, you show him, I guess you show him seven years later at CRM, like current yes. day. This yes. way you say, okay, this is where Rick is as the show is ending. Whether there's a time jump or not, we don't know. But don't forget, the show is, with, with the six-month Daryl time jump and the Stormtroopers, it's maybe eight years since he left the show in, in Walking Dead time. So mm-hmm. we may see him eight years later, like they like we may see like a like a like a fade to black and then like a post credit scene of yeah. Rick as the general at CRM, you know, or something, or because at some point, you know, maybe maybe just maybe the Carol and Daryl spinoff starts with them going to look for Rick, like because mm. we know that they want to go out west, but maybe oh, yeah. Judith mentions Michonne is on the hunt, like he she may have found them, yeah. Because at this point, with the time jump, Michonne left like at least a year ago, or about a year ago, right? Because we see the six-month time jump, plus time yes. actually passed. About a year, that sounds right. It's got to be some time, because she wasn't there for the end of the Whisperer War. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. So let's say she's gone at least a year. And Poor RJ and so, Judith. So who knows if, if when we see Rick, do they show Rick and Michonne? Or do we show? Or they? Or they show Michonne finding out about the CRM, and then she's on still on her journey after a year trying to find Rick. Hmm. And do they show Jadis and Rick? Oh my God! Yeah, that would be wild, right? Or or Elizabeth and well, Elizabeth's in jail, maybe. But yeah, Jadis and Rick. So I think we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see Rick back on The Walking Dead. I think we're going to see where Rick is at eight years later. That's, okay. That's my, yeah, that makes sense. That's my that own call. Sense. That's why I'm one of the hosts of this uh, podcast. Yeah, and you're usually always right. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Uh, Jamie, you're next. Insider.com had the 73 most shocking deaths on The Walking Dead ranked by Insider. You can check out the entire list on Insider.com's Walking Dead page, but here are the top three. All right. So, counting backwards, okay. number three, the most shocking death was Abraham Ford. Uh, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, number two, Andrea. Yeah, because she lived a long time in the comics. Yes, she did. And she was cut very short. Yeah. And then number one was Beth Green suddenly shot just as she was being saved from her kidnappers. Oh, yeah. I would say that was shocking. Because it, it wasn't was a, like a walker was coming after her and you saw no. it and she might get bitten. It was a like... A human did it. She's like, I'm, you know... Look, she 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 kind of deserved it. She was, she was looking to kill the cop, right? Yeah, but... Oh, and then the gun man. went off. It did. Uh, and so and she, was, she was trying to save Noah, right? She was trying to save Noah? Oh, t- yes. But to me, Noah had one of the worst deaths I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, but it wasn't shocking. You just saw it coming. Like, you, you just saw you it saw coming, saw it in slow yes. motion. But, I mean, Beth died because of Noah, because the, the cops wanted, well, she did. What was it? I don't remember her name. Debbie or whatever yeah. her name was. She wanted Noah to stay. She's like, you guys can leave, but Noah has to stay, which was a dick move on her part. Yeah. Right? Like she was, he was sort of like her slave, like, you know. And Beth was literally on the way out the door yep. of the hospital. Yep. And this happened. And you're like, oh my God. You know who I wasn't so shocked? Uh, Maggie, because Maggie doesn't seem to remember she had a sister. I Rarely. I mean, <laughs> didn't she like last year very quickly mention her sister? There was a, she put a painting of her sister on the wall. For like a hot second. Uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I had a sister. Yeah. I mean, she yeah, named, she named her kid after Herschel. Her. Right? True. 
right? Her father, but she, you know, I guess his name is Herschel. I don't know his middle name is maybe Glenn. Who knows? But oh, she that would be so nice. I don't. No mention of Beth. You know, like it could be Herschel B. Green. <laughs> Herschel B. <laughs> She's Maggie Ray. Mm-hmm. Maggie Ray. Maggie Ray. All right. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead will be back April seventeenth, which means that's when the Walking Dead eight episode arc, this part two, will be probably over. We're right before that, or overlap by a week. But April seventeenth is when Fear comes back, and we get to see uh, Strand's got to die. I'm done with him. They made the character unlikable. He's yes, he was already he was out of control. He was already unlikable, but uh, they made him more unlikable. So all right. Uh, what do you got, Jamie? <laughs> so Norman Reedus said he wishes he had more scenes with Melissa McBride, Carol, and Laura Ridloff Connie in the Walking Dead season finale. Norman said to Insider... In the finale? In, recent... in the finale season, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I was going to say. Season. I don't, yes, they don't want to tell us what's happening in the finale yet. <laughs> no, in the finale season. Oh, whoo! <laughs> so Norman said to Insider in a recent interview, his relationship with Connie, I think he would have liked to see a little bit more of that. Daryl is a very guarded guy. There's reasons why he attaches himself to certain people. I would have really liked to see more of that. Oh, so so he, so Connie's back after being gone all that time, and then he yeah. he becomes a stormtrooper, and and she's she's a reporter, and I guess yeah they don't have any scenes or a lot of scenes together. Not really, which is a shame. And He's like, oh, I waited like you know six, eight, ten a year, a full season, haven't seen you because she was off filming the Eternals. I hope she made yeah I'm sure she made a lot of money. It wasn't a great film. Uh, oh, it was, all right. uh, it was all right. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus now. If you want to watch it, uh, anyway, uh, she was fine. I think she played Macari. Was the character's name? Uh, all right. So that's it. That's the news. The episode uh, was pretty good. I think last week's was better. Did you like this week's episode? I, you know, what? I did. It was, it was fun because it was a different setting, different vibe. The episode's called New Haunts. We will, uh, we will break that down. We'll call some bullshit. And uh, we'll get to all of that right after this. Hi, this is Emily Kinney, Beth on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David, Brody, and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, we're back, Jamie. How was that? Was that fun for you? That was fun. Did you go to the bathroom in the in the uh, minute and a half? Uh, I'm quick, yes. Oh, very good. But you probably didn't wash your hands, so good thing we're not. In oh, the same I studio. always wash my hands. All right, all right. Now there's a chance next week you and I will see each other uh, in the studios, possibly in real life. It's yeah, in, in real life, IRL. It's only IRL. only been two years. Yeah, that's hard to believe. Well, you don't return my phone calls. You stand me up no. three no. times. I waited at a restaurant. Lies. You didn't show up. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, the episode's called New Haunts. It starts off in the haunted maze that we talked about last week when we, we talked about what the scenes from next episode were. And Daryl and uh, RJ and Judith are in a haunted maze. And there's real walkers behind the glass. Yeah. Like, right? So a uh, a fake walker comes in and scares them. And Daryl's like, all right, let, let's, you know, let's be good now. We're good. RJ's getting a little scared. And uh, oh. so he's like, all right, man, no problem. And, uh, you know, he gives Daryl a little fist bump and they walk outside and Judith <laughs> tells RJ, you were so brave. Aww. You know, I remember she refers to Rick as the brave man. So I guess, you know, brave is an important word to use for RJ. Little yes. RJ, you were so brave. He's like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he looked very <laughs> cocky. Uh, it's a full-blown carnival. They're celebrating Halloween at the Commonwealth, which Angela Kang confirmed on Twitter this week that it was a nod to when the survivors first showed up at Alexandria they were celebrating Halloween and they didn't show that on the TV show. So they decided to do that when they arrived at Commonwealth. How about that? Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. There's a petting zoo, which of course King Ezekiel is in charge of since he's. Of course. He, he work, used to work at a zoo. It's nice that Zoo's they neighbor. have similar jobs available. Like they didn't have anyone running the zoo prior. Like all the jobs that these people have taken, there was no main, main, main lawyer until Yumiko showed up. I know, and like there was no one to watch the animals, or maybe they did, but they weren't—they weren't a really zoo know person. What they're doing. Yeah. Yes. The last we saw from last episode, Lance Hornsby proposed a new idea. I've got another option, right? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, they're there. They're there. I want to see a flashback of how Daryl was convinced to go, since he's so negative about everything. Uh same. You know, I need to see 
uh, Carol telling him, come on, man, you got to go. Come on, please. <laughs> right. I want to see uh, Connie, you know, like convince. I want to see something. But I we just assume they showed up like they took the offer. Like wouldn't Terry be like, ah, we don't need this crap. We don't need these people. I don't trust them. But all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go have a party. I don't know. And I want to see Maggie saying, hell no, I'm staying back here. Yeah, well, Maggie and um, uh, Lydia apparently stay back. They mentioned that briefly on the show, which we'll get to. Uh, that was the only thing really that took place before the uh, the credits. Other than, well, no, that's it. It was just uh, that little carnival part. Uh, it's day 30 in the Commonwealth. Like I said, they're celebrating Halloween. Carol's baking cookies. Now, I don't know if I that's... Love it. If they just made her a happy homemaker because she said, I can bake or she's pretending to be a, a happy homemaker and not letting on that she's a killer. Like she's uh, done previously. Totally, this, totally option number two. <laughs> right? Like she did at Alexandria. It was like, oh, I'll make cookies. Yeah. Oh, I make cookies. So I don't know why she's doing that, if they have an idea that she's a crazy killer or not. But I guess we'll find out. <laughs> a crazy killer. <laughs> a young girl named May introduces herself to Judith and, uh, and asks about living outside. Right. What's that like out out there? She said, uh, you're probably not afraid of anything, you know, and uh, Judith gave that look like, oh, something's I'm afraid of, I guess. To me, that's that's our way of showing you that that's the first clue that May is going to get eaten by a walker or that Judith is going to have to save her. What? Oh, yeah, because they're friends now. Yeah, friends now. The walls are coming down or they're going to go on a mission and they're going to be outside and May is going to freak out because clearly she's never been outside. Right, oh, she's no. probably not old enough. They probably were born there, or she's too young to remember what life was like. So that's that's my first clue that something she's going to be terrified if a oh, walker boy. breaks out of the maze. You know, the, I mean, there's other walkers on the show. They're in that other area where they're building houses and they're doing the tests. So exactly, I, and they're clearing yeah. them out. So I think may 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 uh, may be uh, Gracie number two. Oh, mm. Carol asks Daryl how he's doing. With everything, which is weird. She waited a month to ask him. Uh, he says, it's an adjustment. And she says, this place has been running smoothly for long before we got here. We don't even have to do anything to make it work right. And Daryl says, we always got to do something to make it work right. So he's already thinking, what do I have to change? You know, like the way they took over Alexandria and every other place they've been. Daryl's like, got his eye out for like, what can I do? How can I take charge here? Governor exactly. Milton Governor Milton comes out of her building or wherever. And everybody applauds her. They love her. She's a hero. So far, she's a hero. The episode doesn't end with her being a hero, but she's a hero at the moment. Carol says to Daryl about Pamela, I always thought she was so classy. And Daryl says, I knew nothing about her. And Carol says, because you didn't read the tabloids. So at this point, we know Pamela is somebody famous, but we don't mm-hmm. know why. Now, what did you think she was famous for? She was in the tabloids. So did you think she was like a Kardashian mom? What, what did you think? I thought something, even though she's a mayor, I get, or whatever she's there, I get, I think I got a politic vibe from her. Oh, okay. So you thought politics and not, not celebrity. Maybe Senator husband or something like that. Okay. I wasn't sure if maybe she was like, she was rich, you know, like a Kardashian or she married somebody famous, you know, because she, otherwise, you know, anyway, so she's, so she's not famous for being famous. She's, Famous, and she was in the tabloids because somebody else was famous. Because at that point, yes. they don't reference her like, I haven't seen her movies. They don't say why. Mm-hmm. We find out why later. No, they don't. All right. Yeah. Connie's working as a reporter for the Commonwealth. Now, I understand she was a reporter. They referenced that on the show earlier. I get that. They made her a reporter again. 
But we find out something later that makes me curious as to why Pamela made her her reporter again. So remind me, I'll bring that up later. Uh, Daryl okay. asks if she had a chance to... In- oh, here it is. Daryl asked her if she had a chance to interview Pamela, and Connie says yes before the world fell. And Connie says, yeah. And she also got her uncle kicked out of Congress. So mm. at that point, her uncle was a senator or a, a representative, was a member of Congress in some, some way, shape, or form. Probably a congressman because... Even though the Senate's part of the Congress, she would have said Senator. Uh, anyway, so her uncle was somebody famous. That's one piece of the puzzle. Carol notices Ezekiel holding his chest where the tumor is. He's obviously in pain. Father Gabriel uh, offers to take care of Rosita's kid. Now, so Rosita's walking with the baby, right? Yes. That was um, Sadiq's kid? Sad- yes, Sadiq's kid, their baby Coco. Father Gabriel bumps into her in the street and says, I'll take care of the kid if you want. Because you're working, you're working late, and she says, uh, "He says I'll take I'll take care of the kid at my place." So are they, they're not together. I don't think so. They have like a strained vibe between them. I thought so they were together, don't... but I think his dark side came out. I think they broke up back in the day. Yeah, he's definitely on the dark side. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm forgetting something, but they're obviously not living together. And then she said something like, "I'll pick the kid up after you you, you teach Bible studies." So I guess now here's the thing. He's teaching Bible again, and he had his collar on. Is that because he wants to be a, a man of the cloth again? Because he had second thoughts about trying to find God? Or is the Commonwealth forcing him to be a priest because that's what he was? Probably the latter. Okay. And then it, then he's in a safe Oh, spot, that's like, funny. You say the latter. Oh, yeah. Because in, in the comics, he <laughs> dies know. on a ladder. Oh, I know it's a different I'm ladder. Not... It's a homonym. <laughs> I get it. Okay. All right. Daryl and Rosita are living in apartments that have staircases off the back. It's where they put all the rookies when they're in training. Now, in the trailer, they showed in the coming up this season, in part two of The Walking Dead, they showed stormtroopers running into those buildings. Yes. Rosita says it's weird having to worry about money again because you have to pay for things. Yes. And Daryl says... It's not permanent. Hmm. Now, does that mean he's planning on leaving? Or does he plan on overthrowing the system? <laughs> I think in his head he wants to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not like the guy, but like up there. Right. All right. Uh, Jerry's daughter was at the petting zoo with the Jerry family. And she had Shiva's collar. The tiger's collar. She was playing with it and she was dressed like a tiger for Halloween. So I guess they gave her the collar. You know, uh, Jerry had, had saved the collar when Shiva, Shiva died. And he, he gave the collar back to Ezekiel. Right? He has your collar back. Yeah. And then the little girl's like, oh, what the collar? And she gives the, pu- you know, the, the tears and the puppy, baby, puppy face. Well, the pup, the, the cat eye, the, the, the kitty cat eyes because she's just a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Ezekiel says, you can have it. I know this would mean a lot to you. Right. And, uh, I thought, okay, well that was nice of him. I didn't think much of it until later on in the show. I'll reference that later on. Um, Hmm. Carol stops by to see how he's doing and he lies and says he feels great, which we already know he doesn't. Yeah. They talked about going to finding out how Maggie and Lydia were. So it's been, what do we say? 30 days. Yeah, 30 days into the Commonwealth. That Maggie and Lydia haven't come. We saw Hilltop, right? In one of the in one of the coming attractions. 
There's yeah. other people living there. But notice they only care about the two people like it stars of the show. Oh, no, exactly. Okay. It's like the They're all people. red shirts. Nobody cares about the right, the red shirts. Nobody makes friends with them. They're just there in the background to die in a war. Oh. Or when the wall collapses. But nobody's friends with them. Oh. Like you can't just break into the inner circle. You can't be like, hey, um, I know I'm just the, the farmer in the corner there. But hey Maggie, <laughs> you wanna have you wanna be friends? She's like, No, I'm Maggie Ree, get out of my face. <laughs> Carol goes to a big office building. She pickpockets the janitor. She just walks by with flowers and... She is a smooth criminal. Thank you, Michael Jackson. (laughs) And uh, and Alien Ant Farm. Yes. (laughs) Yep. And she takes the keys and goes into the records office. Somehow, she knows exactly which filing cabinet to go to to find King Ezekiel's medical records. Hmm. She goes right there. As if she had gone to the doctor with him and watched them put the records in that filing cabinet. So I'm calling filing cabinet bullshit. Unless it was labeled alphabetically. But even still, she walked right in and like went to the cabinet that wasn't even facing the door. So she true. wouldn't have seen the letters. True. Speaking of Very alphabetical. True. Speaking of alphabetical. Did you notice the name on the file? You know what? I didn't pause it. I didn't catch it. Ezekiel Sutton. Mm-hmm. So that is either his real name or the name he gave them when they asked him what his name was. But he did not live long enough in the comics to get a last name. He was just Ezekiel. Oh, spoiler. Huh. He died in the comics. Sorry. Yeah. He got piked. Yes, I remember you yeah. saying oh, that. Oh, another spoiler. I shouldn't have said that one. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, and today's wordle was um, rupee, which is an Indian form of currency. A Native American form of currency, I should say. <laughs> which, by the way, I didn't ruin anything because by the time you hear this, it's over. Wordle ended. Yes, it did. Right. But <laughs> March true. 2nd, I, that's what I can do in the Brooklyn Boys from now on. I can just spoil the, the, the wordle because <laughs> you, won't, you won't. Well, Brooklyn Boys, we post the same day usually. Oh, you right. Gotta be careful there. Right, but right, this one I have to edit it down a little bit sometimes, and I got to put in commercials and all that stuff. Scary does all that stuff. So uh, for the Brooklyn Boys, so I, I don't always have it ready the day we finish recording. Anyway, enough of that. Yumiko's brother walks in. Lucky for uh, Carol of all the people to walk in, it's Yumiko's brother, and this is where we find out he's back as a surgeon in the medical field. So I guess when they took him away, and they they arrested him. They gave him the riot act, like you're not working in the, in the donut shop anymore, the pastry shop, whatever. You're going back in the medical field. He Thanks to Yumiko. Thanks to Yumiko, shoot oh. her mouth off when she's like, "My he's brother." He's lucky he's not in jail for him lying to them. Yeah, but he's too important. He's a doctor. That's true, but yeah. he he's he should be lucky. <laughs> All right, he offers to uh, help her, which he spots Carol trying to hide, but she doesn't do a really good job of hiding. And he says, "You know what do you need?" And she says, "Look." Uh, I'm just looking at the records. She sees his diagnosis as not being very good. And he yeah. says, well, there's a surgery list and he's number 147 in line for surgery. And Carol's like, well, okay, when will that be? And he gives the impression he won't live long enough to get to number 147 because oh. there's only one surgeon, yeah. you know, which by the way, there was no surgeons there when he was working in the pastry shop. I know. So that's was, what I was thinking. I was like, he, he's the only guy. He, so he let people die. Rather than identify who he was, I'd punch him in the face. I'd punch him in the face. <laughs> anyway, he says Ezekiel knows that things don't look good, but has no idea that he has no chance of getting surgery. Unless by oh. some miracle, he moves up the line. Well, there you go. That's a spoiler. Because you know what that means. Carol's, Carol's going to perform gonna some miracle. Oh, she's going to do it. She's going to do something and he, get Ezekiel moved up the line. Once you open the door in the plot, in the script... Well, unless a miracle happens. Oh, cue the miracle. 
<laughs> get to America. America. You know what? Unless it unless it rains, you know, and hail <sighs> on the Fourth of July, and a herd of baby zebras runs by, but I, here come the zebras. By the way, that's a Bugs Bunny reference for anyone who gets that. Um, that's really funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so all right, Mercer is giving a training class to new recruits, including Rosita and Daryl. And he says, I'm going to split you guys up in teams of two to go into the houses to kill rotters, uh, you know, walkers. Yes. Each team gets one small knife. He tells them to work as a team. And whoever wins, whoever gets through the house fastest and gets to the final walker will move much closer to moving on and getting promoted. Getting, in other words, getting out of training. He says, fail to work as a unit. He makes like a stink face. He goes, and see what you get. Oh boy, he's scary. They split up into two teams of two, right? And Daryl mm-hmm. asks if he can go with Rosita. He's with Jake, right? And he's like, hey, can I go with Rosita? Well, now listen, he's, this, he, he puts you in teams. He's not going to let you work with Rosita. The whole point is to learn teamwork with somebody new. He already knows you know teamwork with Rosita. Mercer's Merce like, I didn't ask for your opinion. Or shut up. And he makes stink face at him again. Like that yep. curled lip. Ma- major stink face. Like that Elvis Presley curled lip thing. Like, hey, 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 man. So Jake is like, hey man, I'm Jake. And he's kind of like w- wussy. Like, oh yeah, he's. I'm Jake. I was starting to wonder where are all these new recruits coming from, right? All these people that aren't part of Alexandria, where'd they come from? What communities? That's true. Yeah, who are all these new people? Were they living west of Ohio that our people never saw them? Mm. So then I'm thinking, well, Jake must be a pretty good fighter because they're training him to be a guard and he's lived this long in the apocalypse. True. So you're like, oh, Daryl must have a good partner, right? Okay. So Daryl gives Jake the knife. They head in. Rosita gets jumped by a walker. And while she's fighting with the walker, her partner really doesn't do very much. He kind of pats the walker on the back. He stands there. Doesn't really help. I don't know if you noticed that. Worthless. Especially working as a team. Daryl and and Jake come across two walkers that are on the ground eating. Daryl kicks one of them in the head and grabs the other one and expecting that Jake will stab it. Yeah, so Jake's hello. Like, Jake's like, here, take the knife. Oh and Daryl's like, I got both hands on the walker. Yeah, do it. Kill the walker. So then he's like, well, if you're not going to take the knife, I'm going to run off. And he runs off. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, how is this guy in a group of potential soldiers? And how has he lasted this long in the apocalypse if he's basically Eugene? He's a wuss. Like Eugene had Abraham, but nobody would have put Eugene in the, in the Imperial Guard. They wouldn't have made him a stormtrooper. Like, where, where was round one of the test? Can you kill a walker? <laughs> he obviously can't kill a walker. He can't. He so, freaked out. So I felt that was, that was bullshit. That was a bad, bad plot moment because it made no sense. Like, if he, at least if he tried to stab it in the head and he was bad at it, like Sebastian. But, but what's your, why would he be like, okay. All right. I, I feel you. Rosita's partner, Green, is losing a fight with a walker and Rosita has to save him. So they worked as a team. Then they're walking and he sees the final walker with a red X. And so he goes to fight the final walker with the knife. And then another walker comes out of nowhere. She doesn't hear it. She doesn't hear it tiptoeing. Nope. I I was going to say, they're not silent. So he, the walker grabs her from behind. And so she beats it up and she cracks, she, she breaks his leg. She stomps his kneecap, breaks his leg. So the walker falls to the ground I don't know if we've seen this before. This is a good move. She rips his leg off and with the bone sticking out of the leg, stabs him in the head with it. I rewound it twice because I was like, that was so badass. That was badass. I loved it. I was like, 
Damn. It took him 11 like, seasons, but that was a very original Walker kill. I love sick. that. Awesome. Jake is losing a fight with a Walker. Even though he has a knife, the Walker's on top of him. Daryl's fighting with a Walker and smashes his head onto a spike and then goes to help Jake. But before he can, Mercer shoots the Walker attacking Jake and Daryl is pissed. Oh, he's mad. Mercer congratulates Rosita and uh, Green and tells Dixon to go with him. He's like, you, you, you with me. Uh-oh. Right? Meanwhile, Jake's not there because he, you know, he failed the test. And I, now at that point, did you think Daryl did anything wrong? I didn't, but I thought Mercer had it out for him and yeah. was going to fuck with him. So I was like waiting to see. I'm like, oh God, where's he taking him? He, right. So he, he's, he, later on, we'll, we'll get to it. He blames Daryl for not working as a team. But, yeah. but it's not his fault that Jake ran off. That Jake sucks. <laughs> right. He kicked the walker. He grabbed the walker. And as a team, he wanted Jake to stab the walker. It's not Daryl's fault he ran off. No. And then Daryl did not help him. He was fighting another walker with no weapon. With Yeah, with no knife, nothing. All right. Well, that all leads up to major hypocrisy bullshit coming up, which I will, I will gladly point out. Right after this. Hello, this is Ross Marquand. And play Aaron on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David, Brody, and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable 
comfortable and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's KNIX.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's KNIX.com. Okay, Judith and May, her new friend, are shopping at, at, the, at a record store with like records. So cute. Uh, here, here's what I'm wondering. Zombie apocalypse, I get it. Aren't you more likely to have CDs? Like, you would think? I know you want to have a record player and show the needle on the record. Put the needle on the record. <laughs> you know, and we've seen a couple of record players in the apocalypse. I, I, I'm fine with that. But it seems like after, what is it, 10, 12 years of the apocalypse, records would break. Daniel had records and one of them was uh, was uh, the country and western singer that Beta was, right? Yes. So I, we've seen records before. I just don't know why we haven't seen CDs unless they like showing the album artwork and being like larger to look at. But it seems like CDs would last longer and not get scratched and cracked and broken when you're on the run. You know, you could put CDs in your backpack. You know, you I have to I, plug it in though. Or you got to plug batteries. in a record player, Jamie. Well, what about a Graffinola? You wind it up and you put the record on it right. and it plays but, but with none no of those, electronics. None of those were... None of those were were wind up. I guess not. I don't know the one Daryl had. What? No, how did I, get that I think they have power. I guess so. Right? I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Well, think he definitely any... didn't wind anything up for sure. Right. It was definitely not a graffinola. So yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> right. Right. It didn't have the big, you know, curly thing. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I think that I'm calling record album bullshit. That's what I'm calling. I just <laughs> don't see why they. I don't understand why they're choosing records. Anyway, May tells Judith. She really needs to get this album. And it's a, 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 I think it's the rock and roll album by Motorhead. Yes. Now, Motorhead is, is a heavy metal band from 70s, 80s, 90s. I guess through the 2000s. Lemmy died, the lead singer. Um, but I, it's, I guess if the girls really never heard music before, well, not a lot of music, I would think Motorhead is shocking. Like, it's, it's so, it's just, it's different. And the singer's like very gruff sounding. Mm-hmm. You know, they which not they, for little little girls. Which they played a decent amount of one of the songs in the episode. They did. But he's got like a growly voice like this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Motorhead. The music is fine. I just like his singing. I don't 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 hate me for it. Uh, but I thought Motorhead was an interesting choice. Daryl knew Motorhead. Daryl's a biker. Oh, he, like Daryl was like, oh did. yeah, Motorhead. Yeah, absolutely. Judith says I don't have any money, and May says, well, don't you get an allowance? And I'm like, hey, man, they've been there 30 days and Daryl doesn't even have a paying job yet. So she probably doesn't even know what the word allowance means. Yeah, exactly. Uh, May bought her the record with her own money. And uh, Judith says, can I have the receipt as a reminder? Right. Which I thought was nice, like of our friendship, whatever. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, do we see the receipt again when May dies? That's my second inclination that that May May is going to die. Like oh, she'll look at God. the receipt on the wall and be Poor like, I, I remember when May bought me this record and she'll put Motorhead on oh and she'll be like God. rocking out to Motorhead in honor of May dying. <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting it now. May's dying. They're putting oh, all the, the markers down. Right? Like all we need now they is May, May to say like, I know I'm safe behind these walls and I'll never die. Like she's going to say something like that. This gotta, this, <laughs> that's all we're missing. Oh man. Lance Hornsby, 
This, now, we find out later what this was about. But the big uh, costume ball that all the elites get to go to, Lance Hornsby brings a crate of wine as a gift to Pamela. And R.S., real Stephanie, says, that's not good enough. Try harder. And, and he throws the stuff in the garbage. Like, he's so upset, he wastes bottles of wine. I don't, like, many bottles. That's the life of rich people. Wow. Like me, I'm taking the wine back and selling it or drinking it. Well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to waste it. it. I don't drink red wine, but I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to trade it for something like a shish kebab, like at the cart, like the, the shish kebab cart. Yeah, it's got to be a shish kebab cart. Nah, I don't like the cookies. I want I want some what? meat on a stick. I don't like the cookies. Come on. <laughs> the turkey leg? The, I want a turkey leg at the cart. I always, <laughs> turkey leg is always number one. I go to Disney World for Space Mountain and turkey legs. That's it. That's why I go. Great Adventure, Six Flags. Great Adventure here in New Jersey. Turkey legs. If they have them, I'm buying them. That's why you go to amusement parks. Churros and turkey legs. I don't know if Six Flags has turkey legs anymore. It doesn't matter. But uh, the Disney World, turkey legs. Hershey Park. Oh, Hershey Park has turkey legs. Oh. Google that if you don't know where Hershey Park is. Oh, Hershey Park, I think, is my favorite non-Disney World amusement park. Really? Best roller coasters. For me. I like the wooden roller coasters there because they, they were built by the same manufacturer, two of them, and they cur- the first hill curves. It doesn't go straight down. It curves, and I like that curve because you get the speed with a little less of the stomach drop. Yeah. I like the curve. It makes you feel like you're in a race car. <laughs> <clears throat> I digress. That's what I do. I digress. So uh, Carol is a perfect timing. Perfect timing. Carol just happens to see this transaction go on. And she goes in the garbage and she sees the bottles of wine that were broken. And she goes to a wine store. Now, I don't know where the wine store is. And I don't know how she knows where the wine store is. Unless they passed it when they when they were on their way in. Or in 30 days. Like, how did she know where the wine store was? That's what I was wondering. I was like, how did she know to go in there? The reason I ask, because later when she gives the wine to Lance Hornsby, I'm jumping ahead here. He says, oh, I see you figured out a way to get outside the walls. Yep. Keyword, okay. outside the walls. Right. Oh, I just remembered how she figured it out. Now I remember. Oh, how? Okay. She went to the wine store. I guess the invoice had the address of the wine store. And she looked at the wine in the garbage, I mean, the receipt in the garbage. And it showed very expensive wine on the receipt. Mm-hmm. Is that where she went to the wine cellar? In the wine store? I, I feel it looked like a basement. Yeah, she was right, but I, I don't remember now if that if she went somewhere that had a wine cellar, or she went to the wine store. So I don't know how she knew where the wine store was because the wine store was not in Commonwealth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Look, I don't know. I just all of a sudden she was in a wine cellar. We didn't. The only thing I oh, you there. know what I think happened? Now I know what happened. I, I got to figure it out now. Now it makes sense. She went to the Commonwealth wine store and looked for an invoice. Of wine they bought. Oh, okay. And that wine store bought the wine from the address on the invoice head. And so she went to that address to get the expensive wine. That must be what happened. Luckily, it was within walking distance. Luckily. Luckily. Convenience. Convenience bullshit. Right. (laughs) Um, And anyway, the the receipt was for wine that was over $2,000. So she's in the basement in the wine cellar somewhere. And she goes to take a bottle of wine and three walkers attack her and knock over the wine shelf. Oh my God. She kills two of them with her knife. And then the third one gets her on the ground. Luckily, huh? 
She manages to reach up on top of a counter that she can't see and doesn't know what's up there and grabs a wine cork, a, um, a, a decorker, right? How would she know it was there? D- did she happen to see it when before the walkers attacked? She noticed it? Possibly. But other than a that, corkscrew. I don't know. A, a decorker. A, a, a corkscrew. Cork, a decorker. De- and the corkscrew goes in the brain far enough oh, to, to kill, kill it. Right. So right, good for her. Uh, Daryl and Sebastian are with Mercer and Rosita. Um, well, actually, Rosita joins them. Now, she was like, oh, I want to I be with you guys. Now, Rosita doesn't do anything in that scene. There's no reason for her to be there, really, right? Nope. She doesn't help. She doesn't do anything. Here's why she was there. She shows up, and she says, Mercer says, I, you're not in this thing. She says, well, I'm going to volunteer. And then Sebastian's like, Sebastian makes a really obnoxious sexist comment like well yeah. if she's gonna look like that you know she can show up anytime she wants she can volunteer oh, if she God. wants you know she he sounded like um like our friend uh gregory oh yes jamie oh yeah in your gingham, gingham. dress gingham yeah oh my <laughs> so i think rosita was only there so sebastian could make a sexual comment about her appearance because she didn't oh. she didn't really add to the scene she didn't do anything right so Mercer has three bags of weapons and, and tells him he can choose his weapons. Uh, but I, I guess they're all going there to, to practice killing yeah. walkers as if Daryl and Rosita need any practice. Jake needs, Please. Jake needs some damn practice. Yeah. Get Jake from safe farm over there. Yeah. They open up the bags of weapons and Daryl's crossbow is in there. And he's like, are you serious? Like, that was, that was dirty. That was right. not cool. Like you're letting Sebastian, like that's my damn crossbow. Yeah. That's wrong. Wrong. That was very wrong. So Sebastian starts practicing with all the weapons, and he's awkward with all of them. All of them. He, uh... I'm oh, sorry. I just dropped something. He, no um... He can't use the mace on the... The hand... The the, uh, the mace on the chain, right? And Daryl's like, you have to extend your arm all the way. Because he's swinging like he doesn't... He's never, like, swung anything before. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You were being quiet for a second. Hold on. So he's swinging the mace like he's never swung anything before. And he's not, and then he like, takes the crossbow out. And the crossbow, you just shoot the thing and it, the bolt goes flying. He, he can't use that either. He didn't have a clue. And Daryl's trying to give him advice and Sebastian's looking at him like, you don't tell me. I'm Pamela Milton's son. You don't tell me. <laughs> so Daryl's like, all right, dick. I don't care if you die. Whatever. <laughs> Bye. Bye, ass. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I Listen. I know what happens to him in the comics. Um, I I hope things don't end well for him on the show. Rego- you know, I just saying bad things should happen to him. Bad okay. bad things. Um, Mercer tells Daryl to release the walkers from the storage crate container. Sebastian kills one of them with a sword, like a, like an axe handle thing. And then he gets cocky like, oh, I just killed the first one. So then he goes for a smaller knife for some reason. And he stabs, an he stabs the second walker in the neck. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what are you doing? How do you miss? Rule 101, in the head. Right, right. Rule, yes, rule 101, yes. <laughs> uh, well, Yeah, well, rule, rule one, technically. Don't wait 101 rules. Oh, yeah, rule one. You're thinking like English 101. You know, that's, oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you were picking up what I was What are the out. first 100 rules? If... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so he's struggling with the walker. He can't beat the walker. His knife is stuck in the neck of the walker. 
what he should have done was let go of the knife and step back because he's got all those other weapons. So it's clear he's not going to beat this walker. And so Daryl takes out his crossbow. Mercer says nothing. Daryl stares at him, fighting the walker and losing. Mercer says nothing. So finally, Daryl shoots the crossbow and kills the walker. Yeah. Sebastian is annoyed. How dare you? How dare you? This guy's going to be a trooper, right? He needs to be smacked. He's annoyed as if it's Daryl's fault, and he yells at him for, for killing them. He's like, this, is, this guy is going to be a f- the future soldier of the Commonwealth. Oh, my God. Right? Then his mother walks by, Pamela, and, he, and gives him an unapproving look, and he gets all ashamed, like, I'm sorry, mother. I'm sorry, mother. And he ran after mother. And he ran after the mother, right, because he's a big puss. So, Mer- <laughs> so here's where the hypocrisy comes in. Mercer tells Daryl, you shouldn't have helped. He would have been fine. And Daryl says, did I fail another team building exercise? And Mm Mercer says, I understand you're used to taking care of things on your own, but that's not the way things work around here. Right? We do things as a team. Yep. Well, didn't he do something as a team by killing him? Exactly. You're supposed to have each other's back and he stepped in and there was trouble. Okay. So here's where I call ridiculous hypocrisy bullshit. (laughs) So... Mercer is upset that a guy struggling to kill a walker needed help and Daryl decided not to let him kill him uh, or fight him anymore and killed the walker for him, right? Mercer says, you have to set people up to succeed. And Daryl says, what the heck does that have to do with this little prick's ego? Right? Like, what, what, like he's a douchebag. What, you know? Yeah. Now, here's the hypocrisy. Mercer says, you shouldn't have jumped in. He would have been fine. You have to set people up to succeed, right? What uh-huh. did Mercer do five minutes ago? Jake was struggling with the walker and he, so he, did, and he didn't set him up to succeed. He shot the walker knowing that Jake was struggling. Daryl does the same thing. He's an asshole. Yep. I'm calling it more bad writing bullshit because I understand Horrible. if this was a real, real world, Mercer could be a hypocrite. But the writers just made Mercer a hypocrite and you're trying to make Mercer look badass. But you just made him look like a hypocrite. Very true. If the walker was about to to bite Jake in the neck, like just about to bite Jake in the neck and Daryl wasn't there, I understand why you shoot him. But he was holding the walker back, struggling, no different than Sebastian, and he decided to shoot him even though Daryl was coming running around the wall. So Daryl learns from that, emulates him, and then gets yelled at for doing it. Not right. Not right. If I see Mercer, if we see him at a Comic-Con, some kind of convention, <laughs> I'm going to say to him, Mr. Mercer, sir. Mr. Mercer, sir. I, I, my friend Jamie here thinks you're a hypocrite. Oh, me? No. But don't, I'm not going to set me. He's huge. I'm not going to say that. Don't, no. So you're going to set me up? Yes, I'm going to set you up to succeed. I'll say Mr. Shaw, sir. I'm going to set I'm you up to succeed <laughs> so I don't set myself up for failure. You see how that oh works? Oh, my God. I'm learning from Mercer. <laughs> don't learn from him. Yeah. Mercer says, listen to Daryl. This place is as good as anything I've seen. And I want you to succeed if you can get out of your own damn way. And he walks off. Like, I'm trying to help you here, but you're being an asshole. Man, poor Daryl can't do anything right. Right. Well, because, yeah. Even when he does something right, he's like, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You work as a team. Don't work as a team. I worked as a team. Don't do that. Don't do as I do. Do as I sort of say. I don't know. Sort of, yeah, sort of say. Yeah, Daryl uh, goes home to their apartment. He brings dinner home to the family. 
And uh, Judith says, and by the way, did you notice his food in the, he gave his food to, to dog? I love him for that. And dog just put his face up. I love it. Dog is the best. Dog's the best. Yeah. Uh, Daryl comes home with dinner, right? Judith says, dad, can I, not dad. Daryl, can I have an allowance? And Daryl says, hey, uh, give it a little while till my job kicks in. And that is if we stay. Second reference to uh, right. maybe. And, right. Well, we already, I mean, we know they're going to leave because Daryl and Carol get a spinoff, but yeah. he's thinking he's leaving Commonwealth now or soon. He's like, why, do you want to stay? And Judith and RJ both say they want to stay. As long as Michonne knows where they are to find them. As if Michonne's coming back. Oh, yeah, she's coming back. She's coming um, back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hornsby is still stressing out in his office uh, because he doesn't have a nice enough gift to bring to the to the party for as a gift to Pamela. Carol walks in at the exact same moment that he's stressing out of not having a right gift. And she brings six bottles of very expensive wine. And he says, how did you know? And she says, I was raised to be observant. And he says, I see you found a way to get outside the walls. So, yeah. Yes, she did. And she, yes, was, she, she did. She, she obviously got the good wine. And she'll do it again. <laughs> and he didn't ask her where. He didn't, he, you know, he didn't say, like, can you tell me where, where'd, where'd you get the wine? Hornsby says, okay, what do you want? And she says, I have a friend waiting for surgery and I need you to move him up to the front of the line. You have connections. And he says, that's a very big ask. It is. And uh, he says, all right, first things first, let's, sh- let's make sure the wine goes over well. You know, like, let, I'll give the wine and see if she likes it. Cut to the party. Magna is working as a waitress at the fancy masquerade ball, and she's not happy. Now, if you remember, prior to the zombie apocalypse, Magna told Alexandria's leaders when they put her on trial, right, they wanted her to prove her value. Mm -hmm. She said, I used to be a waitress at a truck stop. So this is a step up, at least. But she's not happy that she has to be a waitress again, simply because she used to be a waitress. She's not happy. This is going to play into something that pops up later in the episode. So she serves wine at the party on a tray, and she happens to bring the wine to Yumiko and her brother. And she gives it that look like, here's your wine, bitch. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, a waitress. Look at you, high society. Yeah, in this glitzy dress as a lawyer. Right. And the brother's like, I don't want any part of this fancy life. I liked it better on the other side. So he liked working at the pastry shop and not hanging out with the, with the big shots. His hands are shaking. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want him operating on me if I was Ezekiel. Me either. You know what? I thought the same thing. I'm like, my God, this man needs to get his nerves under control. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I, a little worried about him there. Daryl and Rosita are working security at the front door, right? Each, each of them have a door, I guess, because they prove themselves. Although Green proved himself, but he's not at the door because he doesn't. He's, he has no value. Uh, Hornsby walks up the red carpet, uh, up the steps, and they start applauding, and he thinks it's for him, but it's not. It's because Mercer is behind him. Oh, how embarrassing. And yeah, but, but listen, this can't be the first time this has happened. Oh, definitely not. But still, it's got to sting every time. Right. He's like, oh, you're, you're cheering for oh, me. And they're all like, oh, Mercer, Mercer, okay. Mercer. Mercer. Yeah. And Princess is there, dressed like she was at the Halloween party, like 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 poor Cinderella before the ball. Yes. And she stops him again. I remember she flirted with him when he was going in the train station to arrest Yumiko's brother. And she was trying to stall. Right? No. When Eugene and, and fake Stephanie were looking at the records. FS. They were trying to use the radio. That's it. It's all coming back to me now. It's all coming <laughs> back to me. Okay. So she says, oh, you look handsome all dressed up. You're flirty with him. And he says, oh, I hate these kind of things. They're boring. Well, why don't you join me? And he opens up, he takes, he opens up the uh, velvet rope 
and lets her in. At, at that point, you must have been like, oh. I really loved it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the guy <laughs> at the door with the clipboard, of course, there's a guy at the door with a clipboard. He asks for her name. And Mercer says, she's with me. Now, that should have been enough because he's Mercer. And the guy uh, says, yeah. The guy says, what about her dress code? And he locks, arms with, he locks arms with her and gives him the look like, listen, you want to go to jail? You don't question yeah. Mercer. And of course, they let them in. And she's like, ooh, I'm with the big guy. Uh, Lance enters the room, walks right up to Pamela. Now, you know, you know, he's a sniveling weasel because he's like, Hey, Pamela, how's the wine? Like, he is. like how do you like that gift I gave you? How's the wine, huh? And she's like, it's fun. Okay. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Her reaction was so just like, it's fine. Bye. I have Bye. to imagine this is some of the best wine she's had. In her life. Well, maybe not in her life, but at least... Well, $6,000 or 2000 whatever it was, that's a lot. No, of but she's the daughter. Well, we find out later who her father was, but she's a famous yeah. person. I'm sure she's been to, like, galas before. But the way she... But not since the apocalypse. She was mind-effing him hard. Yeah, she's like, well, that's fine. It's, it's okay. And she's like, uh, you know what? I have to go deal with something. I, I can't talk to you now, Hornsby. I gotta leave. So she totally, like, pisses on him and walks away. Completely. And uh, she goes, oh, by the way, I have a lot of questions about Alexandria. Well, I'd like to have a meeting. He's like, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, meeting's good, yeah. What questions about Alexandria does she have? Right? Like, I don't know. Does she want to know if everybody came? Like, does she want to... Oh, that must be it. She might want to know if there's any holdouts. Like, wait, yeah, where does she fly? That may be why Daryl shows up as the stormtrooper, because oh, she may have... He, he may wants have, a recruiter. Right, he may have said, well, a couple of people stayed back at Hilltop. Oh, no, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, they, all, they, they should all want to be here. Yeah. Pamela goes over to Connie and Kelly and they make small talk and she makes mention of the fact that she finds holidays. She says, oh, you, 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 do, you do all the holidays? And, and Pamela says, I, I find holidays and structure important to people and my father always felt the same way when he was in the White House. Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay. So her father worked in the White House. Was he in the cabinet or was he the president? Right? Was he the president of the United States? We don't know. We just know at that particular moment he was in the White House. But the way she said it, she didn't say like worked in the White House. She said when he was in the White House. So at that point, I'm thinking, her father was the damn president of the United States. Damn. Connie asked how her father would feel about the class system here at Commonwealth. And she's a typical politician. And she says, we value everyone. But she doesn't say she values everyone equally. She says, we value everyone. She's, she then says, Connie, let me introduce you to some people. Now, I have a question. If Connie had your uncle kicked out of, all, of Congress, and if you remember in season nine, I think Connie said that uh, she and Kelly, or at least Connie at one point, was investigating corrupt politicians when she was a reporter mm-hmm. before the apocalypse. So Pamela knows that Connie is an investigative reporter who uncovers dirt on politicians, and you're the local politician? I wouldn't make her a, a reporter again. Me either. Right? She's good I did her job. I'd have her work like in the newsroom maybe, but not not as an investigative <laughs> reporter. In the newsroom. So Pamela introduces Connie to some woman who was last year's lottery winner. Do you know what that means? It means a year ago they said one loser can show up at the at the gala next year. She probably wow. had like a raffle and they said like you you can win a chance to hang out with the rich people. That's so messed up. Right. And so she says, Connie, this is the woman who won the lottery last year. And then walks away. Like, she's like, oh, go talk to these people. Bye-bye. Yeah, like, talk to this other commoner. Bye. Right. A creepy waiter walks in. 
that if you remember, he was Tyler from the train car that that princess beat up. Princess beat the princess beat the crap out of him. Right, she tied him up, beat him up. Right, so he walks in acting creepy, and he goes right up to Pamela to ask her a question, and Stephanie jumps in, in front of him. Now, now look, if you wanted to ask her a question, why wouldn't you just do it on the street when she's out handing out cotton candy or ice cream? Yeah, or, this is not the moment, Tyler. Right, when there's limited people around, there's no one who agrees with you because everyone there is rich except the wait staff. Yep. So it just seemed like the wrong, and Mercer is there. It's the wrong, wrong time. Unless your hope was that the other rich people would agree with you. And all of a sudden, like, oh, this guy's right. But they're all rich. Why would they give that up? They wouldn't. Stephanie says she's very busy tonight. And he looks like he wants to kill her. And Yumiko and Princess notice this. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, keep an eye on that guy. Why? Because only people on the show know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) True. Right? They're the ones that have to, like, make sure Nicholas doesn't get hurt. And Gracie doesn't get hurt. And, and all the, you know, Sebastian doesn't get hurt. And all the people at Alexandria that didn't know anything about anything. Every, they always have to help everybody. Like, they're the only ones that could do anything. So, they're the only ones that notice this creepy guy. Princess remembers, hey, he was one of the soldiers in the train car. I wonder why he's serving food now. Right? Either he got yeah. demoted or he's up to no good. So, Pamela gives a speech about uh, unity and uh, how wonderful it is at the Commonwealth how great we are safe behind these walls. And she unveils a painting of her father and then announces the artist who painted it took nine months to paint the painting because of the injuries she sustained out in the real world. Right. Mm. But thanks to my father, we are rebuilding society brick by brick. That's a good way to remind people that they better be happy. They live in, in, in Commonwealth because people die outside or get injured. Right. Oh yeah. The other thing we learned uh, on fear, the walking dead is that once they tell you how long and laborious something a painting was to paint, it's not going to survive. No, we learned that's that. So true. We learned that a few episodes ago on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, this painting she she painted it how many times? And you know this glorious painting. It so many failed attempts. It wasn't going to survive. So I already knew that painting was not long for this world. It's gone. Pamela says the Commonwealth provides sanctuary which I, I thought was a funny nod to the sanctuary Yeah. for anyone who wants it. And by the way, don't forget the, um, didn't they provide sanctuary at the, uh, the cannibals? Terminus? Terminus. They provide a sanctuary for all. Oh. So sanctuary is a bad, bad it's not a good word. Not a good word. So I'm thinking, so then the, the waiter yells out, oh, she says, we provide sanctuary for anyone who wants it and we value everyone there. But again, she doesn't say equally. And the waiter yells out, that's bullshit. As God. if he was at the State of the Union or something. She says to her, does anyone really believe this woman? That we're all equal? He says, you care about everyone? What's my name? Now, there's 50,000 people Boy. allegedly living at the Commonwealth. Even if there's 5,000, how would she ever know everybody's oh. names? She wouldn't. Right. She couldn't. It doesn't mean she doesn't value his opinion or his life. So they tell him to calm down, which is which never works, by the way. Uh, he grabs a knife off the table and puts it to Stephanie's throat. Real Stephanie. R.S. R.S. <laughs> so was he really going to attack with no weapon prior to grabbing the knife? Or was this like spur of the moment? I, I, that's what I'm wondering. So Mercer goes for his gun and he has the knife at Stephanie's throat. And he says to, to Pamela again, what my, what's my name? And she says, I don't know, but I'd like to know, which is not very believable. 
No, it was so fake. She tries to calm him down, and he says, We are nothing to you. I was a trooper, I made one mistake, and now I'm nothing. Now, did you notice that Stephanie was mumbling to him? Like... Yeah, I was like, what is she saying to him? She says, I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm like you. Meaning, I also a commoner who feels like shit because maybe she was a secretary before the apocalypse, right? Which is why she was on the walkie looking to make new friends. She was lost also. That's why she met Eugene. Yeah. Because she's not happy. So she's saying like, don't kill me. I'm with you. I'm like, I'm down with this. Like, I, I, <laughs> down with this. Dude, I, I get you. I get you. You complete me. Shafil. Yeah, exactly. So they could be like, uh, Styler or, uh, Styler. Could be their, their, their couple name. Styler. Styler. Right. Or, uh, telephony. It's perfect. She's like, I'm with That's you. pretty good. It's like, dog, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. So he goes to, I, I thought he was going to slash her across the throat because he brings the knife from left to right on the screen across in front of her like he's going to kill her. But then he slashes the painting. Yes. So who did you punish? You punished the painter. You punished the laborer. I know that poor lady in the corner. I was like, oh my God, this poor woman. That's who I felt bad for. Right. So he backs his way out of the, uh, of the room and drops Stephanie and runs out. So you had the hostage. Now, where are you going to run? You're, you're in a small, t- you're in the Commonwealth, which I'm sure it's a decent sized community. But, but it has walls. Right. Like, unless you're, you're going to run outside dude. the walls. Exactly. With no weapon. Where are you going to go? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? Where are you going? Nowhere. There's nowhere to go. So Mercer checks on Stephanie. She's fine. And then Sebastian yells at him and says, are you going to just stand there? Get him. Get him. Brat. Mercer looks like he wants to punch Sebastian at this point. But he he gets on the walkie and tells his men to go get him. Now, here's what I don't understand. All he says is, get him. But if his men weren't in there, they don't know who to get. Right? Oh, that's true. He never said, hey, Tyler's on the loose. And since it was Tyler, and they know Tyler, why didn't he just go, hey, if you see Tyler, get him. That would have been easy enough. If you see Tyler, pick him up. He just says, get him. Yeah, you're right. They're not going to know who the hell to get. Uh, poor writing bullshit right there. Mm, That's the kind right. of thing that would bother Marcus. I know that. <laughs> I know that. We're going to hear from Marcus. By the way, uh, T. White, haven't heard from T. White. And there's a couple other people. I'm going to I'm gonna read off a list of people we haven't heard from in a while. Because there were, there were a bunch of people that were regular tweeters and have not tweeted us in a while. And I'm sad. Mm. I'm oh. sad. And, I, and, and they know who they are. If they're, if they're not listening anymore, I'm very sad. But if they're still oh, listening they still and they're listen. not tweeting anymore... I'm very upset, right? Like, like team leader, the dog trainer. Yeah. She's off yeah. social media. She's not, I, cause I, I, I tweeted at her. I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, well, I don't really tweet anymore. And I'm behind on the podcast. Oh, man. I've been busy. I'm like, Hey, you worry us. <laughs> right. Wasn't it Ru- Ruiz was one of our regulars. Yeah. Where, and shout, shout out to my friend Blair. Who's caught up like crazy and binged all our episodes. Oh. And now he's caught up on everything. All right, Blair. He tweets us a lot. Very good. All right. Very good. Okay, um, Daryl runs outside, and of course he sees Tyler run into the haunted maze. Wouldn't you just keep running? Yeah, now you're really, you're like double trapped. Are you telling me the town is only as big as that little circle where we see on television? Please. Right? I know, I know they don't, I mean, the set's not big enough, I guess, to show more than the square of streets that we see. But allegedly it's big enough for 50,000 people, or thousands of people. 
It's certainly bigger than Alexandria, which had multiple streets. This guy runs into the haunted maze, which is a dead end. Does he think they'll just stop looking for him in the morning? He'll just walk away and he'll get, he'll get lost and go to the next town. Where's he going to go? And I was thinking there's walkers in there. Aren't you worried? They might like get loose. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So Daryl doesn't have a walkie talkie to tell anybody, but by the way, couldn't he just like run back inside and go, dude ran into the maze. So you would think, yeah. he goes in there in with he goes in there with no weapon, going in after the guy who has the knife in his hand. Daryl finds him. Guy still has the knife. He has him trapped in the hallway, right? The guy backs his way into the end of a hallway, and Daryl's like, "Come on, man, just turn yourself in. Let's go." And the guy's like, "I feel terrible. I just wanted to talk to her. I didn't mean for this to happen, you know." And uh, he says, "You know, I got arrested." I got beaten up in jail. I got demoted. I can't help my sister and her family because I don't, I don't have a job now. And he's like, I, I, I don't know what to do. And he puts the knife by his throat. And Daryl says, hey, man, you know, don't kill yourself, basically. You have family. A lot of us don't get to have family. Don't take that away from her, right? Like, she yeah, gets exactly. to have you. And the guy's like, you're right. And he hands the knife over to Daryl. Daryl puts him in handcuffs or what, zip ties, whatever he's got. And he's walking him out, and Sebastian somehow knows he's in the maze. How does he know he's there? Uh, how could he? He couldn't possibly. But he's standing by the door waiting, right? So Sebastian says to Daryl, you caught him. You finally did something right. Finally. Oh, you little shit. He's had no interactions with Daryl. He goes, you finally did something right. He saved your life. My God. And he says, nah, nah, man, you caught him. I thought for a second Sebastian was going to cut his throat. Like, like after the guy said, don't, like after Daryl said, don't kill yourself, I thought Sebastian was going to just kill him. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, but I, I think even he'd get in trouble for that. So he says, he says, no, you caught him. Take him to your mother. And so Sebastian's like, all right, I'll take credit. And he walks him right through the party and into the back room. Somehow he knew his mother was in the back room. Okay, fine. Just, and he and he messed up his hair and undid his tie like I would like I got yeah, him and I yeah. it was a, or a, like a fight and I'm right. like oh come on so Pamela and Hornsby are there and she says well done Sebastian and Mercer looks over at Daryl like come on man you you caught him like what you, you know yeah so he's, I don't know if he's him. like okay you're playing the game I get it now the guards take him away and he starts yelling in front of everyone there are thousands more like me equity for everyone rights for the workers. Right. And Pamela was like, right. What? There's thousands of us. And she looks yeah, over, like, she looks what? over to Lance and says, are there thousands more? Like, and Lance says, what? Lance says, no. And she says, make sure, which is probably why they want Maggie and anyone else outside. So there's no overthrow, you know, Oh boy, let's take one more quick break. And, uh, and we'll get back to the end of the show. We'll talk about talking dead. And, uh, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, it's Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, outside of the party... There's people lined up, and peep, there was, there's a woman there handing them envelopes of cash. Did you notice that? Yeah. What the what? Uh, so That's crazy. I don't know why they were getting money unless they were like bonuses. So Connie and Kelly are outside, of course, and they see this, and they're making notes. And um, one of the uh, stormtroopers says, all right, get back inside. So obviously they know something's going on. Yeah, like nothing going. to see here. Carol approaches the outside of the party and at perfect timing, Hornsby comes out to meet her. He tells her the wine went over well and it's a good first step. In other words, I'm not moving your boy up on, I'm going to use you before I move uh, Ezekiel up on the list. And she, Yeah, you got to do more for me. Now, I thought she was going to say, the fuck out of here. Uh, explicit, sorry. <laughs> I thought she was going to say like, get the hell out of here. I did what you wanted. Like, she didn't tell Negan after he killed Alpha. Spoiler, Alpha's dead. Like, okay, now here's the next thing I want you to do. But instead of her getting upset, she goes, what's next? And kind of gives him like a smile, like, I'm up for it. What do you need? Yeah, like, what do you got? Get Grant. And he says, I'm glad you asked. So he's got himself a new favorite. Mercer is pissed. He tells his guards to find out how that guy gained access to the party and then tells Rosita to go ask your friend Magna 
if she knows anything because she's a waitress. Go interrogate Magna. Oh, boy. So I guess Mercer knows what all the new people are doing for a living. Right? Okay. You would think so. He has to keep track. Keep so things in order. Rosita goes and interrogates Magna. And she says, I never met him. I didn't see him. I don't know the guy. And Rosita says, it's a small staff. That's strange. And Magna says, figure it out. He said they were more like him. And that's probably true. This place is like the way cities used to be before. Meaning divided, right? Mm-hmm. Magna is not happy about it, right? And Not at all. Right. She says, you know, I'm doing this. And obviously you're doing security. You know, you're doing this now. Like she touches her uniform. It's like, oh, you're, mm-hmm. yeah, you look at you. Big shot, right? Big shot. Because Rosita was a soldier, if you remember, right? Yep. Rosita says to her again, so you didn't know him? You don't know how he got in? And she says, no. My guess about Magna, a couple of things. Number one, we know that she fucked over Connie in some way. That of some Someday we need to see that flashback. Of, oh, yeah. Of what Magna did that Connie was trapped and, and she got out. Like, I think she, she left her there to die. Number two about Magna is she's clearly unhappy about being a waitress again. Because she was a tough guy. She was a killer. Right? In the apocalypse. She was like badass. Oh, now yeah. Now she's a waitress again. Well, if you thought the people at Commonwealth were bonding together to get vote, like a union going, or, or like to end the way things are being done, you, you would probably support that guy. And maybe you'd turn your back if he snuck in or said, listen, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to sneak in here. I'm going to talk to Pamela. I'm part of this organization or this movement. I've got to believe Magna knows about it. Okay. She knows something, I think. Yep. Ezekiel comes to visit Carol at her house, at her apartment. He takes a box out of his bag and it's the Henry box. What was in the um, box? Do you remember? It's probably like just little trinkets he had or something. Right, but wasn't there a gun in there or something? Or There I was something in there that. back in the day. I'll, I'll look it up after this podcast, but it was Henry's box. It was things in the box that were for Henry. And it looks like, so she says, no, you should keep the box. He says, no, I want you to have it. I think you're ready now. I think enough time has passed that you're ready to have the box. Here's what I think. I think he knows he's dying. Mm -hmm. He gave the leash away and now he's giving the box to Carol. I think he's giving away and, and tying up loose ends before he dies. All his prized possessions. Yep. And she says, you feeling okay? And he's like, yeah, I feel great. And she knows he doesn't feel great. Uh, Day 33. So all that happened, it's three days later. And Daryl has stormtrooper gear on. And Judith is in a dress. So she's all dressed up. He's all dressed up for his job. He must have gotten promoted a couple of days later. Daryl gives her a record player. He bought Judith a record player. And she puts on Motorhead. And Motorhead, it becomes the soundtrack to the, the, the rest of the episode. Where we see from the, we saw the scene in the trailer, a bunch of stormtroopers raid the trainee apartments and go into Tyler's apartment. I don't think they made it obvious it was Tyler's apartment, but it's Tyler's apartment. Yeah, they didn't. Rosita sees a fake, of course it's Rosita. Rosita sees a fake backing to one of the closets that had like a red line, like they cut right here along the red line. It wasn't really well hidden. Like, wouldn't you put more clothing in and block the wall? But she's like, oh, fake, fake closet. Found it. Fake closet. Now, anyone who lives in those apartments would know they're all the same, right? 
The one below it, like apartment buildings work, the one below it's exactly the same. Exactly. So if she lived below it, well, I think Daryl lived below it, but either way, you'd know there was no, there wasn't a closet there and, and you know, that the room was bigger. So she knocks the thing out and there's a whole room back there. Now, I don't know how no one's ever been in his apartment before or how he got all that stuff in there, but inside the room is a resistance room. It's all yeah. painted with anti-government slogans and, and, uh, and signs and, and shirts and banners uh, all anti-government and workers' rights and resist and all that stuff. So he's obviously, it can't be just him. There must be other people he was going to hand the banners to that helped him paint the room and build the fake closet because he was a stormtrooper a month ago, right? They've only been living at the, con- well, Eugene and Rosita maybe were there a month and a couple of weeks. But he wasn't there that long. Who? Tyler, right? Well, he was a stormtrooper. So he's been there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but so how long? So he's how long has he been upset? If he because he wasn't demoted. Apparently, in, a long time because that room was. Uh, yeah, but he's only pretty, been he's uh, only been a, he couldn't he only got demoted. Maybe he was in jail for a little while, so uh, a month and a half, maybe. Right, he works fast. Works fast. <laughs> right, all right. I guess uh, scenes from next week for next week. Well, it's already you probably have already seen it on AMC Plus if you have it. Rosita and another guard are banging on someone's door to open up. I think it was fake Stephanie's door because Eugene is outside and they tell him she didn't answer. So they're obviously going to look for fake Stephanie because she disappears in this episode. Uh-oh. Princess says, do you think she was kidnapped by the government? So maybe, I haven't watched the episode yet, maybe they found out that she was communicating with Eugene or maybe they're so mad at her for helping him get into the office where the radio was that, they're, that she's been kidnapped. She's Ooh. disappeared in some way. Who knows what, or maybe she's working undercover. Who knows? Uh, Stormtroopers are grabbing up some father of two teenage girls who look like Amish people. Hornsby tells Carol he'd like her to be part of the government. She's really good at what she does. We see some stormtroopers wounded in the forest in a fight with walkers. One of them's carrying the other one. Can't tell who they are. One of them could be Daryl. We don't know. Can't tell. Connie, Connie and Kelly are trying to get information from one of the guards on the same day. Um, and they say that, so he's, it looks like a guard is either blocking a hospital room or there's a meeting going on of the guards and he's outside and they say, look, something happened out there, meaning in the woods. We want to know what happened. Obviously somebody got brought in or killed and they don't want to tell her what happened, but she's an investigative reporter. Eugene and princess are going through Steph, uh, somebody's belongings when it starts to rain and Eugene says, you think the rain's going to interrupt his run? And she says, well, yeah, because here he comes. So they broke into oh, somebody's room. I don't know if it was Lance Hornsby's room because it wasn't that nice of a room, but maybe it was. And they, she, he says to her, well, let me know when he's close. And he opens up a briefcase or suitcase of some kind. And there's something shocking in the suitcase. She's like, we got to go. He's, he's already by the door. Like he's here. Oh my God. Right. Something in there That's is shocking, mean. either body parts or something. And I think he must have made the missing signs. He must have drawn the missing signs or had someone draw them. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the government took her, would they have put up a sign that she's missing? Mm. Then as they're running out of the building, they see someone. My guess is it's whoever's apartment is, but we don't know. A stormtrooper who's bloody and frazzled is uh, up against a wall. We don't know if that's the, the same guy we saw crawling in the trailer for, for next week. From last week that said, you know, upcoming, we remember we saw a guy crawling on the ground like he was bleeding to death. Yep. Or trying to get away from somebody. We don't know if this is the same guy, but it's a bloody walker. 
uh, bloody stormtrooper. Then we see Mercer completely covered in blood. Now, was Mercer killing some of the stormtroopers who failed their test? Was he killing Uh his own guards? Or was he covered in walker blood and he had to save them because they failed and they lost to the walkers? That's what I was wondering, if that was walker blood. Right. So we don't know yet, but we will because I'm going to watch the episode tomorrow night. (laughs) So we don't know if it's the same guy or not. I think it's the same guy. And my guess is at least least he dies. Someone's dying. Uh, Talking Dead. Michael James Shaw, Mercer, T.O. Rap Olson, who plays Sebastian, and Nicole, Yvette Nicole Brown. They're all still working from home. Carrie Payton was interviewed. He said his proudest, most memorable moment in his whole time on The Walking Dead was seeing his daughter on set. She, so cute. She played the little girl who dressed up like Mercer and won the costume contest. I recognize her immediately because I follow him on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, that's his real life kid. Oh, I did not know. I didn't know what she looked like. I I knew that. Oh, you should have called me. Uh, Not much discussed on The Walking Dead that was worth mentioning on this podcast. I mean, on Talking Dead, it was fine. It was a funny episode. Yeah, but it was no like groundbreaking information. Nothing crazy. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, Although, um, Chris Hardwick asked Mercer uh, what his ship name is with princess and he had no clue what that meant. <laughs> right. So they were like, uh, Mincess purser. And he's like, Oh, my couple name. Like he didn't know what shipping meant. Like he, he's so funny. He didn't know scene from next week. Uh, oh, I already said what seat was. Yeah. There, the, the scene for next week was they find a suitcase under the bed. And they open it and they look shocked. Yeah. That was the shocked. scene next shocked. week on talking dead. Josh McDermott will be on. Cause obviously he's in the whole episode next, or this new episode. And Michael Cutlitz is directing the episode. Yay! So he's. I wonder now. I wonder what he's going to give away about you know him being on the uh, anthology show. Oh my god! Something he's going to say something about the finale. <laughs> he's going to. Oh give it away. yeah! I was on set filming some flashback scenes. He's going to say something. <laughs> it was so good to see everyone again. Yeah, it was so good to see everyone. It was nice to step back into character again. What? <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, uh, cut. Ah, <laughs> oh, we love Michael Cutlets. Okay. Uh, well, Jamie, two weeks in a row. Yay us. We did it. Yay. Bravo to the Walkers and Talkers crew. Are we a crew? We're not really a crew. <laughs> a two-man crew. Two-man crew. If you haven't tweeted us in a while, I know I always say don't tweet us. Let us know you're still listening. Let us know yes, you're... please. No, I mean, I know you're still listening. I see the numbers. I know you're still listening. But let us know that you're still like involved and, and know that we know that you're not t- tweeting us and that we notice. Okay, and we have merch. Yeah, and we have merch. Yes, go buy some walking de- walks and talkers <laughs> shirts at yeah. at uh, brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. How yes. about that? Oh, and I believe uh, I believe uh, I think everything's fifteen percent off on the site. So I'm gonna oh. go ahead and, and uh, I think the shirts are included. Uh, if we have any walkers and talkers shirts left, um, the the code is the letters F and U, the name Abe and seventy seven F U Abe seventy seven. If you listen to the Brooklyn Boys, you know what that means. But that's the code. 15% off everything you purchase. So buy some Brooklyn Boys merch. Buy the Walkers and Talkers shirts. And uh, look cool in them like we do. All right? Yeah. It's time, Jamie. What time is it? It's It's time time to to shut shut this this shit shit down. down. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.